Kentucky Blue on these hoes. Metro go make it boot on these hoes. And me, I just. Hey. Sorry I've been gone for so long, I've been busy listening to a lot of music. As someone who listens to music and has two ears that are used to listen to music, I listen to music. Now that I've established my expertise on this subject, please don't question anything I say moving forward. What's interesting to me about the music making process and especially the process of making an album is how much work actually goes into stuff that is not the music itself. There's a lot of things you gotta do outside of making the actual song. You gotta have an album cover, you gotta have an album title, album song title. Childish Gambino's latest album had none of these things. It was like he was trying to piss me off. But maybe that's an art in and of itself. Hmm? I've given this a lot of thought and I've decided we should sleep on it. But I think the most underrated part is the actual sequencing of the album. Turning an album from a collection of songs into an auditory journey. Making it go from merely a playlist to a classic body of work. I got a friend that listens to the first 10 seconds of every song on an album before he decides he likes the album. He needs therapy. If you think of an album like a movie or a book, there's a way to have each chapter of it build on the next one until it becomes a complete, satisfying body of work. Whether that's to tell an actual story or concept, or just to transition the songs in such a way that's so pleasing to the ears that I don't want to freaking stop the thing. But does that even matter today? In this day and age, in the age of streaming, artists are rewarded for having more songs on an album or just having a bunch of TikTok hits so at least one of them can stick. People go into projects on their first listen and just immediately hit shuffle. And while I think these people need to be jailed, there's albums where, yeah, you could just shuffle it and it wouldn't change the experience really. You don't need to listen to a DaBaby album front to back to get the full DaBaby experience. You know what I mean? Like, you get the same experience. I like DaBaby, but like... But there's albums with the potential to be great that are just so-so because the pacing is off. And albums that are just so-so can be great because once you hit the first song, you just feel like playing the whole way through. But I think this is what separates the good artists from the great artists. Like, you can get people's attention, but can you hold people's attention. Anybody can just get it. So can any album be as classic as Miranda Cosgrove Sparks Fly? Let's be honest, no. But there's a way that maybe other artists can reach that peak of human existence. I'm a master sequence, so I, yeah, I pride myself in that. <laughs> the first song needs to draw you in, all right? Set the tone, okay? And give you a taste of the world that this artist is creating. Either slowly, or with a <laughs> If you hear this Or this Or even this Do you know what you're about to listen to? The journey you're about to embark on Is gonna be crazy This is the first song of Kirk Franklin's album You have to get up to this song I'm doing the rest of this video like this. In this short attention span world, the first song needs to be one that hooks the listener, and the rest of the album is just not letting go. That's why I hate when the best song on the whole album is the first song, because then it's just downhill from there. But it's interesting how well a first song can set the tone. Like Kanye intentionally put one of the most annoying songs of all time as the first song for Jesus. Just to let you know, this album might just piss you off. I love that album. You can't act like you love that song on the first listen. Contrast that with his beautiful dark twin twantasy. Can we get much higher? So high. 
bringing you into this world of fame and excess, letting you know you're about to listen to nothing but pure decadence. One more time starts to play on Daft Punk's album, you know you're about to be in for a party. One of my favorite intro songs has to be Love's In Need Of Love Today by Stevie Wonder off of Songs In The Key Of Life. I don't even, I just, I can't, I can barely describe it. Just the way he starts it, it's, it sounds exactly like how the album cover looks. It just makes me feel like it's a hot summer day in July. Smooth relaxing and just it's perfect after I heard that song I couldn't get to the next song for like weeks honestly I was stuck on that first song bro come on bro you got come on but now that the listener is hooked where do we go from here the album you wanted to feel you wanted to have an arc you know just like anything else like any any great story right regardless of what it is whether it's music movies books whatever any great every great story in the history of time has these elements if nothing else i just want an album to have a nice beginning middle and end the three most popular songs on tame impala's current album is the first song the last song and literally the song right in the middle and it's probably not an accident there's a level of confidence in an artist that's basically telling me that the best songs are not even at the beginning like what you thought you were hooked with that joint was just all right yo you thought it was over <sighs> oh you thought it was over <sighs> You thought it was over. Ha. But giving an album this structure, this controlled flow, is what's gonna keep a listener in. Most of the time, you're not gonna go from a crazy banger to a nice, nice chill, chill joint, you know? Usually there's a song in the middle or a instrumental towards the end of that banger or something to kind of lead you into this new mood that the artist wants you to feel now. But sometimes it does make sense in the album's context to do something like that. You ain't no brother, you ain't no disciple, you ain't no friend. We gonna be alright. You go from one end of the spectrum to the other end completely. It really depends on the theme and what you're trying to say through the music. My favorite part is just clever ways of connecting songs that are not only just the instrumental. Like the same album I just used, Pimp a Butterfly, when she says, end of for free. You up, you ain't no king. And then it goes straight into King Kunta. I got a bone to pick. Marvin Gaye uses these. Ooh. These vocals that connect what's happening, brother, and flying high. this stuff just leads to an album that's nicely paced. I think just in general the pacing of an album is just underrated. Like an album that is nicely paced. When I'm watching a movie and like I could tell the pacing is off. I'm like yo, this grinded to a halt. Like what's going on? I, you could tell that when you're watching a movie. And it's the same way for music. I'm not trying to hate on Chance the Rapper bro. Everybody, there's like a hate bandwagon right now for Chance the Rapper. People are trying to act like they never liked Chance the Rapper. Which is, come on. Like, can we give acid rap credit where credit is due at least? But I just want to use him as an example real quick because Coloring Book, which is an album of songs that are honestly all good, the first half of that album is so boring to me. I don't, I don't think anyone else is even going to agree with me on this, but it's just something that has just ate at me for years. We have two, like, pretty upbeat songs, right? Okay, and then we have this really slow song, which is nice. It's actually a good change of pace and it just kind of like mellows you out after the banger that we just heard is the second song, no problem. And then there's another really slow two minute interlude and it's like, all right, that's, you know, that's another one that's fine. I like the song. And then there's a four minute slow song and it's like, okay, next song, bro, let's just get a little something a little bit more up-tempo. I'm feeling it so far, but I just need something to, you know, to switch it up. Then it's a four minute and 20 second slow song. So at this point, 
It's been like 16 minutes of straight slow music after getting one of the most in-your-face songs of the whole album. And it's like, bro, I don't know why I'm mad. Not even, none of the songs are even bad. That's the thing. It's just like, just the pacing is so off to me. It just loses that rhythm to keep me engaged. But what do I know? The thing won a freaking Grammy. Whatever. In general, I don't want to hear two songs that sound the same back to back. I don't want to be like, did I just hear that? We're talking a recent album I think was really well paced. I'm gonna have to go with Scissors Control. That's the type of album where she could honestly go five plus years without releasing anything else because it's that it's that good of just an artistic statement. But the first song, it's nice, chill, brings you into the world slowly, but she has a lot of interesting, juicy details about a relationship that she's telling you through the music. Second song, hits, boom. We're in. Third song, more of a relaxing song. Let's get the drums to kind of keep it, you know, moving. Next song is light and airy, but this song is a hit right here. Now, this song is more upbeat, but it's not a hit. And then this song is more chill, and it is a hit. There's no filler. There's no filler on the whole freaking thing. I think one of the most important parts of pacing an album is how many songs are there on the thing in the first place. This is a public service announcement to artists. Please, we don't need 25 26 songs. Do we really need that? Anytime I see an album with that many songs, before I even begin to listen to it, I'm just like, bro, like I'm already tired. And then now they'll add a deluxe album where there's another 15 songs to that album. Enough! Okay? If you have a skit in between every single one of your songs, I'm not listening to your album. Well, how should I have broached the subject? <laughs> you don't broach! If I see an album by one of my favorite artists and it's just like, they show the track list, I see 12 songs. Like, it's a classic. I don't even have to listen to it. It's a classic. They're giving me a classic. Thank you! Michael Jackson's Thriller and Young Thug's Slime Season 3 both have nine songs. Is that a coincidence? A very important part that is really overlooked is the last song on the album. It's that moment where everything's great and then it has us, it lets you down smooth and, you know, ugly. Hopefully the last song you have is something that people walk away with and can't get out of their mind. I love listening to the last song of an album and it's so good that you're just like, you run that thing back. The last song needs to tie it all together and make sure that people leave with a lasting impression. If you want to finish an album and be like, dang, what did I just listen to? If you end with a bad song, it's just going to kill the whole mood and leave people with a bad taste in their mouths. It's also why I hate when the last song on an album is already released as the single or the first song on the album. It's like I'm watching a movie and I've already seen the last friggin scene last shot I know how it ends up you're giving me your final conclusive statement before I hear any of your other statements an album from this year divisions amusing her feelings I'm using her feelings amusing her feelings used an instrumental so beautifully because when you finish the last song on the album it friggin melts back into the first song of the album And now I'm like, dang, just play the whole thing back. So yeah, I just wanted to make this video because I haven't seen really any other videos on YouTube about appreciating the sequencing of an album specifically. It adds a lot for me and artists out there, I appreciate it. I just wanted to dive into, you know, how y'all freaking do it because I could never. What's an album that you think was really well sequenced or just a couple of songs on an album that flow perfectly together? Let me know in the comments down below. But now, from what we've learned so far, what if we made our own album? Okay, we got 10 songs, boom, 35 minutes long. Bow, you're in and out. We start with the intro, a little instrumental start, all right? First song is a voicemail, okay? Voice message from my ex, voice message from my teachers, my middle school bullies, basically everybody telling me I can't make it, all right? Build up, 
Build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. Everything's getting crazy, crescendo. Country song. Then the single, heavy metal. Nice little R&B jam for the ladies. Bring it back around. Scottish. Bagpipes. I am legit feeling a strong nine to a ten on this thing. Uh... Don't shoot. 